Huddle Up Teammates, and welcome to another episode of The Coach's Huddle. I'm your host, Coach Hudson. This week, The Huddle adds lights, cameras, action as we bring in actor Jesse Bingham, and we talk about some of the struggles he went through as he began and is going through his acting career. The perils of rejection, the joy of acceptance, the difficulties of acting. What does it take? Do you really just move to Hollywood and make it big? Well, come on in the huddle, sit down, let's find out, and let's see what Jesse has to say. Huddle up, teammates, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, the huddle is back. And guess what? We've taken our lights, camera, and action to Hollywood, people. I'm taking you everywhere. And this week, I'm bringing you an up-and-coming star. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard of Denzel? Yeah, you may have heard him. You may have heard of Morgan Freeman. You probably heard him. And I know you've heard of Coach Hudson, but let me tell you somebody you're about to start hearing about. My man, 50 grand, Jesse Bingham. Jesse, how you doing today, baby? Outstanding, champ. What's going on, Coach? Man, first off, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us and join the huddle, man. We're looking forward to talking with you and seeing the good nuggets and jewels you're going to give us, man. But how's life been treating you out here? How's 2020 going for Jesse? Ah, man, it's good. I mean, it's as good as it is for everybody else, but, you know, I try to make it a little better for myself. I know, I know it's been a trying year. Um, now, I don't know if you are you saying it's going good. I don't know if that's one of your acting skills. You put them on display early. I don't know if you already put. Are you in character? Have we started already? I mean, what? what script, Jesse? Nah, man. I, just, I, I mean, you know, I'm one of those dudes I believe, you know, adversity is everywhere. You always go into some adversity. And I, uh, through my time, I learned the philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, the thriving versus surviving mentality, you know, the poverty versus prosperity, you know what I mean, ideas. And that's really, you know, when no matter what we do, no matter where we go, we're always going to run into struggle. Always. It's just inevitable. It's, it's part of life. So in that case, I got to figure. So my goal is to figure out ways to succeed, not just try not to lose. That's you true. Like this one, this survival is just trying not to die. Thriving is trying to live as much as you like, you know, trying to produce as much as you can. Looking at my current situation, and what can I get out of this situation that I'm in? How can I, how can I proceed from here? With the, with the, with the nonsense in mind, but how do I proceed from here? <laughs> You know, and it's funny that you say that. I think it's a great lead in into um, the title of this episode is fake it until you make it. And mm-hmm. it's really understand what you have to do to get to where you got to get to. But right. before we get to where you are, we got to We got to We got to back it up. We got it. <laughs> where did it all start? Now, listen, Jesse, you started off in the military serving your yeah. country. First off, let me thank you for your service. That is very important to everybody that does truly. And you were in the Air Force, but then you got out of the Air Force. But how do you go from warheads on foreheads to saving Private Ryan in motion pictures? How does this happen, man? Uh, it actually started before the military. Okay. Like, believe it or not, uh, I'm originally from L.A. And what ended up happening was I was playing football. And I was going to college, and I was playing football. And it just didn't. Like I had a like a, a very close relative, like a brother of mine that died. Mm, sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you, man. And football just didn't taste the same anymore. It didn't feel the same. Didn't taste the same. I couldn't focus on it. And I didn't want to do it anymore. What ends up ha- What ends up happening is I decided to do the only other thing I had ever done that I thought was pretty fun, and I was act. I didn't know what. I, don't, I didn't know nothing about acting, so I was like, all right, well, I got to figure it out. 
start watching these movies and start watching these shows and something called uh, Inside the Actor Studio came on. And, I'm, and I was like, oh, okay. So acting is taking life experiences and applying them to, you know, these created people. Okay. And I was, I was like 20. I was like, I don't know nothing about life. I'm like 19. I don't know about life. So I was like, all right, I need to leave LA. You set out on this journey. You set out on this journey to be this next great. Take me through the moment on your first audition, because I know it had to be nervous. You know, you go in there, yeah. you yeah. got you, the, the bubbles, stomachs. Yeah. Take me through that moment. Were you nervous? Did you get that first role that you auditioned for? How did that go? No, oh, I did not. Straight I up. Bombed. Okay. It was, it was, I was actually, believe it or not, I was in the military when I got my first Okay. And because I found out, again, you know, I got in the military when I, I, I got in the military and I immediately created a five year plan. I was like, I'm going to be out in five. I'm done. After four years, I'll be back in LA and I'm going to do it this way and then work out that way. Um, so I was in there and I'm, I'm working and trying to find these angles. I get, end up being a manager. I'm uh, start doing some film stuff in the military with the military. Then I got a manager and they sent me on this audition. I was in San Antonio. Bombed it. It was. Terrible. That's yeah. tough, man. That you know, as humans in life, man. First off, people fear a lot of things. Some people fear the boogeyman. <laughs> Some people fear spiders. Some people fear clowns. Now, don't be telling everybody I told you this, even though I'm putting this on wax, man. I'm definitely afraid of frogs, man. Everybody's afraid. <laughs> listen. Don't be laughing at me. Okay? Listen, listen. Kermit is probably the only one I can rock with. Okay, people are afraid of what they're afraid of. But one right. thing that a lot of people are afraid of, and one thing that makes people cower, is rejection. Having this five-year plan that you mentioned, you said, I got five years and I'm going to do this, do this, do that. But then you meet your first audition with rejection, one of the hardest things to deal with. What kept you going? I don't like losing. Facts. <laughs> Facts. That was, that was it, man. Facts. Like, man, my parents told me a long time ago, they were like, son, uh, I don't care what you become in life. Just be your best at it. If you're going to be a bum, literally, I quote you not. He said, if you're going to be homeless, be the only homeless person with your name on the curb. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be my motivational quote for tomorrow. <laughs> I, I just want you to know I'm still in that. And this won't even air till Saturday, so they won't even know I stole it from you until they watch this episode. <laughs> but if, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be the bum, be the one that has your name on the curb. I love it. So for me, that was it. Like, I, I don't like losing. I can't stand, you know, uh, wasting time. So I was like, okay, so what do I have to do to get the next one? Like, what? Do, and that's just kind of, I don't know, it was like, that's how I do it. You battled after that's good. And that shows the resiliency that people want to get after. So let's talk about now you're in your career. Now, mind you, I looked at your filmography. Now, I may not be using the right filmography word, but that's, this is, I tend to make up words. You just got to roll with the punches. That's how oh, look, if, you got a, if you got a definition, it's a word. We'll yeah, that. there you go. I, I like your thinking. Now you don't have you don't been credited in twenty three projects. You got some upcoming projects. You don't done movies. You don't done TV commercials. I mean, I mean you don't been an executive producer, producer, assistant. Then, <laughs> but as a black actor, mm -hmm. do you feel there is a bias in the roles that you're? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We we gonna get right into it, huh? Well, go for it. Nah, no, nah, I seen you. No, nah, yeah. Yeah, it's historically. There. Historically. So do you feel that you get passed over because you are a black actor? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, and I, I mean, it's, it, it happens. And it's, 
how do I put it, man? It's the way the industry works. The industry was designed by um, wealthy white men. And that's not, a, that's not a disparaging comment about wealthy white men, but it's just the fact that the industry was designed by wealthy white men. The fact that the first on-screen kiss between a black, a, black, uh, a black person and a white person was in Star Trek, and they had to make that happen. Like, if Will, William Shatner made them do it. And he didn't make them do it by saying, executive producer, this is what I want, I'm going to do it. He literally, they took one perfect take, and the rest of them, he intentionally messed up. They, they made him take, like, 50 takes of that one kiss. Wow. That's some film history for y'all. That is some film history for y'all. Even to this day, you'll never see an A-list black male celebrity kissing an A-list white female celebrity. There was literally rules that said that you, as a black person, cannot kiss a white person on camera. And that creates certain biases because of a lot of the um, social class racism situations in America. People, they, don't, they didn't want to put images on TV. They didn't want to put, and Black Panther, the, the comic book, was the first black superhero. And they didn't even want him to have his they said it was too much black skin on the cover. And so he ended up with a full mask on. So it's like there's an inherent bias because the people who create the industry, who, who architect the industry, made rules. And with those rules, create certain things. So in, the person who's doing it might not be racist, but they still want their money. Now, has there been breakthroughs in this? Has there been progression? Because, you know, it's easy. Yes. I don't yes. want to sit here and say that everything has been, you know, Jim Crow. And it's never changed because times have changed. You know, some of the biggest actors that I see now are some African-Americans. There's some great, there's great actors in what, in every skin, shade, color, tone, everything. So it's have always you been seen, great African-American actors. Exactly. But have you seen breakthroughs in this? And have you seen it yeah. away from these times? Yeah. Um, breakthroughs happen when more people like us get behind the camera and get behind the thing. That's, that's the only how it works because, um, Stories that are shown, even just this, you having you have a media platform. Thanks. You can bring on and say and do whatever you choose to on this media platform. And it's that simple. The more the more people like Oscar Michelle was the first uh, producer, like black film industry owner. Like I own my own everything. So they call him the czar of black Hollywood back. He was like, this is a long, long, long time ago. So things like that. Tyler Perry having a sound stage. A studio. A sound, he has sound stages. And Hollywood has to come to him. He doesn't have to go to their doorstep. Now, real quick, let me, I, I don't like to cut people off, but no, cool. for, the, for the average person, help us understand the, the, the power of having a sound stage. Because when I look at it, I'm like, oh, he got his own studio, so he can make his own movies. So when you say a soundstage and Hollywood coming to him, I can just tell in the inflection in your voice that 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 holds more weight than me just saying he has his own studio. But for the average person, they may not understand it. Help me understand that. Okay, think of it like, um, what would you call them? Um, Like a store. Okay. Economics, right? So you got on one end, you got the consumer. That's the person who goes out to the store for the purchase. Then you have the, the store owner. And that's just the person who collects the material and distributes. Before him, you have the place where the things are made. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I make products, the manufacturing company. 
the manufacturer. A soundstage is where films go to get made. Okay. People prefer to work it because you can do a film on, on 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 location or soundstage. Like what Pablo Perry has. Like you ever been to Universal Studios Hollywood? Yes, sir. Like, I grew up in Miami. We went all the time. He has Universal Studios. He has basically what Universal Studios. You ever been to the one in LA? Yes. It's a sound. That's an actual soundstage. Everything on there. You've been on the tour. Yeah, where they where they make the move. Oh, okay, I get what you. That's saying. an actual soundstage. Like he can, this street can be like if you ever in, in the one in, in Hollywood, you can like you, you can make it anything you want. You going through one street, and that street is where Desperate Housewives are. But at the corner on 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 that corner is Bates Motel, and then around the corner from there is Mexico, and then around the corner from there is Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. That's where it's a manufacturing plant it's where movies are made it's property so having that he can say any movie i want to get made is going to be made here where you where you take mgm for example the guy who created mgm is the same guy who produced and made the movie okay. the original birth of the nation probably the most racist movie in the history of america which was based on a book about the clan and the the clan being the savior of america now now think about that he made that movie then turned around and became the founder of one of the largest movie studios in the world. Did you think that changed how he thought? Nah, he just made the movie that he that he allowed movies to be made that he wanted to make. But now you got a guy like Tyler Perry who can support the creation of more stories that are more diverse and show the different layers and not just dark-skinned guy number three, you know, or matter of fact, you take uh, one, of my, one of the worst, <laughs> Dirty Harry. Okay. Do you feel lucky, Punk? That whole that whole scene? Yeah, I, yo, no, I know Dirty Harry. He's talking we, to a black guy, right? That's who he's talking to. And then the guy throws his gun down. And this is the, the moments after that famous line. I got to know. That's who we were in film in the 80s. So, you know, yeah, there's definitely been progress. And what changes is the fact that we got people like you. We have people like Tyler Perry, we have people like Mario Van Peebles and, and John Singleton, Hughes Brothers, and Spike Lee, writers that we don't even know that feel free to write these stories and have the opportunity to get them made and show these different layers and different colors of black men and, and, and women. So basically, you know, Tyler Perry and some of these other people that you listed, I mean, definitely throwing some audibles on the place to change some things up. So that's big ups to them and big ups to all producers, everybody, you know, one thing that I really want to make sure that people understand, I'm all about anybody and everybody doing their thing, but I want everybody to be able to show their thing equally. And that's, that's something that hasn't been done, but it's something that's beginning to make the right progress in the right direction. So you've been acting for quite some time now. And I always wanted this. I always wanted this, like, how do you go to work all day and you play this mob boss? Look at me. Say hello to my little friend, okay? And then you come home and you got to take care of the family. How do you juggle these different characters? Or do you become naturally, like, multi-personality? How, how do you balance the two out of three or four? I mean, how many roles have you been playing, man? It depends, man. Like, it's not easy. Um, it depends, on because sometimes you have to like I remember being in Northwood and we can be doing like I worked in a hospital so we're doing we're in the middle of like inspection and everybody's freaking out 
12, 13-hour days, shenanigans, everything is going crazy. And then you got to come home. Mm-hmm. You got to come home. And you still got to be dad. You still have to be husband. You still have to be emotionally available. And I think for everybody, it's different. Like, like you have to be we have to be responsible for what we do, how we feel, how we behave. Because as men, we don't get certain wiggle rooms. And that's a cultural thing. Cultural we, don't, we don't get wiggle room. You know what I mean? Like, if you sad and you upset, well, okay. You sad and upset. That's cool. Suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. What you going to do now? That was the advice my dad always gave when I was a kid. I'm tired. Dad, this happened, that happened, blah, blah, blah. He looked at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you gonna do? <laughs> so for me personally, you know, sometimes I just gotta find time to be compressed, especially if I've been on the set and I'm having I'm having these intense I had an intense day, I had to be an intense character. It's emotionally draining. And you know, I have to sometimes depend on my wife to understand that and kind of help me, you know, hey, you know, give your dad, you know, 30 minutes before you start. Before you hit him, you hit him with everything else. <laughs> you know, you know they, they don't wait. They don't no, wait. They, Kids no don't shit. care what, what your day was. They coming with it. And, no and as they should, man, because they, 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 don't, they don't care about what your day was. Their job. their job is to be your child, and they want to do that 110%. All right, I got another one for you. So I know with acting, when it's good, it's good. When you got roles and everything's going and you're getting paid, everything's good. And, but acting such a career that's dependent on other people's feelings of you. When I work at uh, the military, I'm in. I work. <laughs> I'm coming in with my supervisor. Like me, with my supervisor, don't. He can't really fire me. He can move me around. You know, he got some other you know things that they can do. But I'm. I have a job. Mm-hmm. How is it? Uh, how do you support the family when roles aren't going? People stop shooting. Budgets run out. So the the film or the series that you were banking on getting greenlit for another season just got canceled. How does you and your family deal with those difficult times and those stressful situations? One, um, I'll say I was a little different. I was fortunate in the sense that I, ha- I, I thought about this. Going, I thought about these things going in. So I said, one thing I'm not going to be is a starving actor. I mean, I grew up in L.A. in the 80s. You know what I mean? I, you know, like, one thing I was not interested in was, you know, not eating. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I, like I said, I, I had a mindset going in. Um, even with my wife, like, I made my I should, when I was in the military, one thing that I wanted to make sure I did. So I'm like, I'm in the military, my check coming. My mm-hmm. wife is in the military, check coming. So I wanted to in, in, encourage her because she was like, all right, I'm getting out. It's like, bet. So this is how we're going to do it. So I encouraged her, hey, whatever job you want, how much ever education you need, I got you. Go. Handle it. Because when I get out, I don't want this, this situation where. Cause we talked and it was like, one of us, both, we both of us can't stay in. So when I got out, so by the time I got out, she was already establishing a job while my, my post-military stuff was rolling you know, and, and setting itself up, so, you know, even, you know, all those things. So <clears throat> when you're not acting, like that's the thing about, it's like, the, it, it's a hustler's business. You're not going to eat if you're not going to eat. You got you to gotta get it how you live. And if, you some, if you're the type of person that is confident, and waiting on someone else to bring you your bread, to give you your opportunity, you're going to eat like somebody like that, or you're going to have to do things to, you know, to gain, uh, 
what do you call that? Like um, other people's favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's where you find that you see them Hollywood stories. You're like, man, what's your Hollywood? Like, so what's your how'd you end up? In? You know, like, yeah. yeah. You did some strange things for a piece of change. change, Mm -hmm. So you see what I'm saying? Like other people you don't hear about. They like that's why when people talk about those Hollywood people that are there doing this and doing that, it's Hollywood. Nah, it's not Hollywood. That's people who got in there and was desperate and didn't know what it meant to say, okay, look, uh, I'm not writing. If I'm not acting, I'm writing. If I'm not writing, I'm finding other things to do. Like matter of fact, you ever heard of Orlando Jones? I have heard of Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones had a, was uh, in a recent um, in the news for, in a, for for a short bit about this show he was in called uh, American Horror not American Horror Story American God. Okay, brilliant show, brilliant. I had no idea he had been writing for that show and being a and was a producer on that show. Okay, but this is but this is how it is because thing is it's like you take um, rappers, the rapper who makes the most money is the rapper who's producing. And writing his own stuff. Because no matter where this song goes, if somebody touches this music in the future, they got to pay you. They got to pay me. This writing, no matter where this writing goes in the future, yeah. I get a piece. And that's and that's kind of how this is. You, you got to be willing to go and get it and not be afraid to do such. And, you know, like I said, it, it's dependent, it's very dependent industry. But you gotta make sure your network is solid, and you gotta make sure you're willing to move and and, and get. You know? Okay. I don't blame you. Gotta get, gotta eat. You know, and I like that you're writing. And just if y'all didn't know, he's writing the next motion major picture starring Coach Hudson, aka Hadrico. Just so that's coming too in the future, y'all. We getting it in. Y'all don't even know about that. That's that's that new hotness. Rapid fire question, real quickly. My bad, my bad, my bad. You know. I try to keep the huddle. We try to keep it. It's teammates, man. We try to oh, keep the, that's why this the huddle. My bad. We got to keep teammates tight. All right, dream role. If you said right now, they said, "Hey, Jesse, we got this major role. We want you in it. You can choose anybody you want as a co-star. Choose who you want. Go." Uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Okay, quickly. And just off the top of my head, off the top of my head, Robert De Niro. Why? He's dope. Okay, and sometimes he's, like it's just he's he's dope. The like like it's it's hard to I've, I've seen his work. I've, I've admired his work. The guy is if I could sit down with him and pick his brain, you would love to. That's I, I sit be. down. I buy him lunch, a coffee, a drink, whatever. We sit down and talk. Okay, he's been in the industry for a long time. He's been relevant for a long time. Robert De Niro, good to know. I'm gonna have to see if I can set that up. See how I did that. So hey, you never know. Hustle mentality. No, hey, I eat. Hey, you spoken you spoken into existence. Got to hey, look, I'm gonna support got, it. Got to eat. All <laughs> right, so let's let's set some advice for some of our young viewers or older viewers because with acting, like you said earlier, when we first started in pre-production, that's never too late. Let's take a moment to talk to that inspiring actor or actress who's like, you know what, I want to get into acting. I'm just going to pick up my bags, my move to Hollywood, and it's going to happen because that's what everybody does, and it just happens that way. Tell, tell me, what do you tell that person, or what do you add something that you wish you knew earlier that you didn't know to help them start their career, build their career, or something that would have helped you in propelling your career? If uh, I met a young, an actor starting out, I would say um, build, 
you know, don't be, don't allow fear to dictate your moves. Fear is a terrible motivator. Um, there's no, like, no, like, don't be afraid of, of failure and don't be afraid of success. Be honest with yourself and the people around you and do the work. Mm. Do the work. Work, 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 work. Do the work. Don't jump your butt up and move like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to run out there and somebody's going to see you on the street corner and be like, yeah, you're my next big star. That's, that's not, that's TV. Everything in TV is produced. It's designed. It's a product meant for you to consume. <laughs> but like, go out there. If you're going out there, go out there with a plan. Go out there with, 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 with motivation and, and, and just be prepared to work. Rejection is part of success. It tells you where you're at on the map. There you so go. If you know where you're at on the map, be thankful, not resentful. Because if I, as long as I know where I'm at on the map, I can make a play. I can plan my my next move. If I know, if you can hand me a map, if I don't know where I'm at, I am. Only what good is a map? You know what I'm saying? I got to be able to find north. I mean, just sometimes it can be just that simple. I appreciate. It. I think that's that's great advice for anybody who's listening. Now, as for you, what's next? Jesse, how can our viewers tune in, support? What can we do to find you and see what you got going on in these big major pictures and all this stuff you got going on, man? Uh, I'm, on, I'm definitely on IMDb. You can IMDb me, Jesse Bingham. Um, IG is Jesse Dwight Bingham on IG. I'm on IG, definitely. I'm always on there running my mouth and dropping all kind of movies and, and things. Um, I got a few shows on, uh, a few projects on Amazon Prime. Uh, man, um, coming up, uh, the next big thing I got coming up is a film called Relentless. Um, it's with a, I can't give all the juices out because they... Okay, they hey, don't, don't, don't. Hey. It's a project coming up. It's really big. Um, and I'm writing a film. Yeah, I'm writing another film right now called Bagman. So that should be in production next year if things go right. Where you want to shoot that at? You want to shoot it in Vegas just in case? Because I think it's a great place to shoot in Vegas. I mean, uh, Vegas like, is a great place to shoot, but I got to be able to get it. I got to pay for all that. And if you can get I a budget you, from me, if you get a budget from me, yeah. I got a place for you to stay. I mean, you can, I got a place for you to stay. I just don't work for free. Well, some do. Well, I'm, you're right. But you get what you pay for. Man, you, look, you can come on down. Look. Hey, hey, come on. Come on you man. let me know. Send me, send me the script. I'll, I'll send you the script. I'll send me the script. That's how this happened, y'all. We just showed y'all a Hollywood deal right here on the huddle. Literally. That's how it works. So real quick, it's time for the final timeout. This is how we typically wrap it out. And today for the final timeout, every, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Your dreams are your dreams. Nobody can take them from you. Nobody can steal them from you. But you have to go out and get them. Failure is the next door neighbor of success. But they just don't know they live in the same community. You have to not be afraid to go get what you want. And you're going to meet some adversity when you go through these things. Nothing in life comes for free. The only place you're going to find success before you find work is in the dictionary. And you have to understand that. If you want it, you have to go get it. Things in life are made to be difficult because if everything was easy, if money was coming free, everybody would be rich. There's classes for a reason, a reason but which class do you want to be in? That's not a decision for me to make. That's not a decision for Jesse to tell you. That's for you to decide. So what's going to be your decision? That concludes today's show. Jesse, we'd like to thank our guests for coming on, sir. Thank you for your time. It has truly, truly been a blessing. I can't wait for everybody to see us on the motion picture. <laughs> and uh, that's all I got. Unless you got anything else you want to shout out to everybody. Uh, no. Um, stay safe. 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 Stay saf
stay blessed. You know, don't be afraid in these times to do what you got to do to take care of your family and uh, depend on each other. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps us up another episode in the books.